0: This makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um. Welcome, welcome, welcome to
1: the <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable Podcast, where we discuss all the things that make us uncomfortable. I am your co-host, Allura. (laughs) Oh, and I'm the other co-host. Jade. It's award season, so we are dishing out exactly what celebrities have been thirsting for. Our opinions, obviously. It's time to roll
0: out the red carpet, tape up those boobies, and write a list of fake
1: thank yous. Lights, camera, nonsense. Beautiful. Question. What is... (laughs) Good point. What is your preferred way of saying boobs? Do you say boobies? Boobs? I actually don't like either one. Both
0: of those make me very uncomfortable. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking of, I think it's Neil Brennan's stand-up where he goes, man, that titty game is bananas. (laughs) and that's when whenever i see breasts that's what i hear in my head
1: but what do you go to Allura? um i think it really depends on the mood i like to say chichis.
0: oh tacos. yeah flavor
1: i say tits if i'm trying to be just you know it just depends on what we're talking about what i'm feeling that day
0: is there any word that you don't like that makes you uncomfortable
1: no i don't think so
0: My mom used to have this shirt from New Orleans and it had cartoon pictures of women, uh, probably like 40 different women topless Mm -hmm. with all different size of titties and shapes (laughs) and things. And then it had a little nickname for each of them. There was, you know, like bee stings, watermelons, blockbusters, like sandbags, whatever. (laughs) And I just remember staring at that shirt every time she wore it. And she wore it in the house. Obviously, she wasn't like going grocery shopping. Oh, no, <laughs> but she'd wear it in the house, and I would just stare at it. And I don't know if it was comforting or uncomfortable.
1: I want a copy of the shirt.
0: I'll find you one for your birthday.
1: We had so cool. gotten my grandma um, one of those graphic shirts that says uh, it has like miso soup on it. And it mm-hmm. says me so hot or like me so horny. And she would wear it. And it was literally like my most favorite thing ever. <laughs> Just to see mm-hmm. Femix wearing that out like on the town. Like she would wear it out. Like Does <laughs> she get a lot of comments on it? I'm sure she did, but it's like pinnacle to my childhood of like that saying and her. So <laughs> That's
0: kind of sweet. Well, as our resident Vietnamese person, I'm going to allow Fumix to yeah. wear such shirts, but anyone else who says "me money" is dead to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. So we have a lot of inappropriate language in our families. For sure. Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura, what's making you uncomfortable today?
1: Um, I like I know it's coming, and I'm always just caught. You've <laughs> oh, literally done this every time. I know, and you know I know you're like...
0: uncomfortable most of the day, so it's not for a lack of material here.
1: <laughs> Maybe the question makes you uncomfortable. I think so because it's just like, what is worthy enough for me to like talk about me being uncomfortable?
0: Everything is. Everything at is. At point, you know, so a
1: out, You know, a needle in a haystack. Or a haystack in a haystack.
0: Oh my god, philosophy.
1: That's <laughs> I've been crying a lot lately, which has been very, very, very uncomfortable. hmm Didn't you mention this for the last podcast? <laughs> yeah, I did. But it's just gotten worse, um, oh, my Isn't God, it- Can I tell you about the worst day of my life I had, like, two weeks ago. Please regale us. Okay, so I had, like, woken up, like, and I had to go to work. But, like, this, like, moment I opened my eyes, I was like, oh, she's crying today. <laughs> <So> <laughs> then I go to work literally in just, like, leggings and, like, a hoodie. And then no makeup, just, like, raw-dogging it to work, okay? And then get to work, don't do anything productive. And then um, Tuba calls, and so she's we're just talking. She, like, asks how I'm doing, and I literally am sobbing, like. <laughs> so then I leave work early. I'm sobbing the entire drive home. I have a therapy appointment later that day, and I like immediately like get back to my room and just like you know hold up there until like my therapy session. Sob the entire time in therapy. My therapist was like, "All right, I want to see you like on a more regular basis," and I was like, "That bad, at all? okay." He's <laughs>
0: like, "Here's an ice pack for your face." Yeah.
1: And then I had, like, signed up for a stupid workout class that I couldn't cancel or I would get charged. So then I had to go. I wanted to walk out of there after, like, five minutes. Wasn't even following instructions. Left. Hadn't eaten anything all day. So Tuba came back to my house and we, like, went to In-N-Out. Sat in the parking lot. We're finishing our meal. We I was having a better day. Tried to turn my car back on battery died
0: (laughs) car trouble is always the cherry on top of a shit cake
1: yeah and i was just like okay so i called one of my roommates and i was like do you want to hear the cherry on top of my already terrible day because he was here for all of it and he was just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he was like we literally were like laughing profusely that my car battery died
0: Were you crying while you were eating or exercising? No. Because that would be how it could get worse. I think that crying while eating is one of the worst feelings in the world.
1: It is, for sure. Because it's Mm -hmm. such a happy moment, but it's just tainted by sobs.
0: You know, in this first five minutes, you've said pull out and tainted. (laughs) allura maybe there's another cure
1: to what ails you i did not even realize that um (laughs) anywho i've just been super emotional a lot of life changes happening so that's making me uncomfortable and a little unsettled but i'm doing better than expected so that is great it might just be like the calm before the eventual storm no
0: It doesn't have to be that way. I know that your life has prepared you to expect the worst, and that's a great survival strategy. But in times of transition, just know that you're stronger than you were before when you went through transitions that were unsettling and uncomfortable. So this one, you're more prepared for. You'll get through it. This feeling is just temporary. This is the storm. This is the storm. So it'll pass. Clouds don't stay forever. And crying is so good for your skin. You're glowing.
1: Yeah, thanks. Because if we're beautiful, who
0: cares how we feel? By the way, I was very triggered when you said you want to work like in a sweater and tights, no makeup. You're raw dogging it. I am raw dogging it every day for the past one year. Barely <laughs> alive. I've been raw dogged to the bone. Oh, <laughs> speaking of movies, I've seen that one. <laughs> Well gosh, after all that, I was going to complain about um slow walkers and now
1: I think you should complain about slow walkers. They're the worst.
0: It seems so minuscule. I just it is so infuriating to me because I have such extreme anxiety. I have places to go, things to do in order to try to earn people's affection and love, which is a never-ending cycle. So if you're walking slowly, you are thwarting me from achieving that very mentally ill goal. So walk faster. Okay. Why are we enjoying the sunshine and whatnot? Let's get going. Okay. Agreed. A word from the wise. Okay. So this episode we're dedicating to movies and Hollywood because, (laughs) um, I, so the Golden Globes and the Emmys have passed, and the Oscars are coming up. And I don't know if you know this about me, Laura, but probably from ages five to twenty-five, I was so obsessed with movies that I would watch all the award shows. When I was a teenager, and this is in the age of the VCR, I would record them on a VHS tape so that I could rewatch oh my them. Goodness. Because I felt like if I could see people from movies that I like being, quote unquote, themselves, and I could rewatch it and find some little glimmer of who they really were, then I would have a deeper understanding of that person that I so idolized on the big screen. And that is how lonely I was as a child. So I was just obsessed with movies. So But for a long time now, I felt like it doesn't matter. And I felt like my obsession with Hollywood growing up actually damaged me more than it helped me to escape. (laughs) Because it set unrealistic ideas of what life and uh, my face was supposed to be like. (laughs) But this is the first year in probably 10 years that I watched. I watched the Golden Globes and I watched the Emmys just because I've been having trouble sleeping. And, uh, yeah, I still believe that it's pointless, so. I've grown, I guess. (laughs) Uh, We're going to do this because the Oscars are still on their way in March, your year of birth. Yes. So, um, I know there's been a lot of controversy surrounding some of the nominations, especially
1: with the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. What did you think of it? The movie or the nomination?
0: The movie.
1: I loved the Barbie movie. I especially like my saying last year, and it was more of like a justification for any like bad behavior was like, you're going to say that in the year of the Barbie movie, you know, like it was Mm -hmm. my excuse for everything, you know,
0: licensed to ill,
1: quite literally. And so I loved it so much.
0: Okay, now you can never say I'm not committed to this podcast because (laughs) I watched this movie, Barbie, in order to prepare for this podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't watch any of the other movies, though, but I watched Barbie the other day. How did you like it? Uh, It was fine. But why is it (laughs) that everybody's got their panties in a twist about the Barbie movie? I've been saying the stuff America Ferreira said mm-hmm. for years yeah. and everyone's like oh you're just an angry lesbian and then it, they say it in the Barbie movie and they're like oh my god take my money red vines yeah i've been saying it all along yeah, and sure. many people before me have been saying it so it's just kinda, it's um bittersweet i guess mm-hmm. i'm glad that this message is reaching many people through this medium but also just a long standing history of women pointing those things out <laughs> about our yeah. objectification, dehumanization, submission to patriarchy, all of those things. So, but um, yeah, it was fine. I know everybody is really lauding Greta Gerwig, the director, and uh, Margot Robbie, or plain Barbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I thought that the Academy actually had a sense of humor when they snubbed those two women. Oh, for
1: sure! Like and that then is nominated Ryan Gosling. <laughs> like they that is, it's so unserious. Like I saw that and I was just like, that is the funniest thing in the world.
0: It has to be a joke, right? Like it has that, to be that a is joke. too obvious to do that. Yeah, but they haven't come out and said, oh, haha. It's for real. I,
1: mean, I think they're gonna like go through with it. Obviously, but it's more of just like cuz like what do these things matter? Like it doesn't yeah, matter at all. It's mm-hmm. just for entertainment and they're entertaining us. I yeah, I suppose so. I was thinking that if they
0: really wanted to entertain us, they would have him win mm-hmm. and then put him in the pickle of coming up with a speech or not him but his PR <laughs> He's like, how do you do? How do you do that? Because you can't really dedicate it to the women who weren't nominated, because that seems really belittling. He can't just take it for himself, because patriarchy. Patriarchy. It'd be funny to make Ryan Gosling dance a little bit, dance in the discomfort.
1: Oh yeah, I feel like he's really good at that, because he too is a very unserious person.
0: Yes, I hope they make him. Except the award shirtless, though. Oh, yeah. Just so he knows how it feels.
1: You know, he, I think, started the mob life, like, trend that's going on. Because he was What's all about that? the fur. What is that? Have you not heard? So... <laughs> I'm old,
0: Allura. I don't even go out Sorry. at night anymore.
1: Oh, um, there is... This trend that's like a mob wife aesthetic, where it's just basically like a bunch of fur coats and like just glamour and like animal print, a lot of black, mm-hmm. just like you know, imagine a mob wife and that's your wardrobe, mm-hmm. that's the aesthetic going around, but also like Ryan Re- Rana, wait, Ryan, Ryan Goslings can walk mm-hmm. so the mob wife aesthetic could run.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, because of the furry vest and everything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yet another man teaching women how to dress and act. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> what was the worst time in your life that a man stole your spotlight?
1: Casual transition. Very cash. Um, you know what? It's so funny, and it's just, like, a trope, but, like, especially at work, When you're in a meeting and, like, you say something and then it gets ignored, but then, like, a man says the exact same thing and then they're just like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like, that happens all the time. And, like, you at this point, like, you don't even realize it's happening until you actually, like, take a step back and be like, wait. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is very infuriating, especially when we get so used to it that we don't notice it because that's just. The world that we've grown up in but that literally happens at every meeting yeah it's crickets when i say something or people are looking at me like oh why is she like so emotional about this and then a man says it worse than i did and they're like oh my god pull down your pants i need to congratulate you it's just like what and then they obviously do it worse Mm-hmm. And then people go with it. And so it really sets our standards lower. I also hate when men patronize you by reaching out to you and saying, here's an idea that maybe you yeah. can work with. And yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, I had that idea like 17 years ago. I don't need your help with anything. Like, why am I in the position that I am? Because I know how to do my job. You don't need to have... To help me to do anything. So. Take that Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ew, what do you think that his was- relationship with Eva Mendes is like?
1: Oh. <laughs> that was a nice long pause. I thought you were going to continue. And then it, like. it. No that's all. You know I never understood that relationship. Because it's also just oh. like. I feel like it's so elusive. And it's also just like a weird. Unexpected pairing, and then they've also been yeah. together for so long. So it's just like, what is it about it? And then, like, I would see like both of them in their different like movies or like different interviews. And I'm just like, this is very interesting. I don't know how it works, but obviously it's working. Yeah, what is it? We don't know.
0: I don't know. It strikes me as an odd pairing too. I guess this speaks to how voyeuristic we are now. We're like, I need to see. I want to watch yeah. you wash dishes together. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. And you know out from the outside, like probably any person that we've ever been with, people are looking at it like, that's an odd pairing.
1: Oh for sure. Have you seen um Taylor Tomlinson's stand-up special on Netflix? No. She has this one bit where it's just like you know those like weird couples where you're just like, hmm, like One's obviously better than the other. She was Mm -hmm. just like, I like to call those chocolate-covered raisins. Because, (laughs) (laughs) sure, you could put those two together. (laughs) But there's so many other different pairings that (laughs) is way better.
0: That's true. Although, I will admit, knowing the vitriol that I'll be met with, I love chocolate covered raisins.
1: You know me too.
0: I actually do. <gasps> See, so maybe that's why we choose odd characters.
1: <laughs> maybe it also has something to do with like our mental like well-being not being at its finest.
0: We just don't think we deserve better. We're like all well, take the raisins
1: To be with raisins. And that's No, cool. maybe we are the raisin. I'm definitely the chocolate.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm Maybe this just describes our relationship Well oh my god Growing up at the movies I would get raisinets And then me and my dad would sprinkle them Into the popcorn popcorn, Salty and sweet Yeah. Then the raisinets always fall to the bottom And then it looks like you have bugs In your
1: popcorn bucket I would do that with red hots Oh Or the hot tamales You know Oh yeah those are pretty good
0: I like that texture. Although if I chew too many, it makes me want to keep chewing the air. It makes my jaw achy. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Raisinets. That's us. That's us. Um. Okay, so I was looking through the nominees, and there's a lot of movies that I I haven't seen, nor do I care to see. When someone's like, oh, it's a French film about a husband who died, and maybe the wife did it. And I'm like, obviously she did, and I don't need obviously. to be French. Yeah, so nothing is really appealing to me. I want to see Leonardo DiCaprio again and witness how large his head has gotten, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. But I did catch a name that I've never heard before Mm -hmm. in the best actor category. This gentleman's name, I've never seen him, don't know what he's in. Mm -hmm. Coleman Domingo. (laughs) If someone DM'd you as Coleman Domingo, you'd be like, this is a fishing scam for sure, right? Yeah, literally. That's such a made-up name. So naturally, I thought, if you are going to choose a name for yourself, a stage name that is classy but perfect for porn as well what would it be
1: so actually it was so funny last night i was like going over these questions in my room it was there with me and i was just like i need to come up with like a classy like porn stage name and he was like allura you already have like your name is already porn worthy and i was just like Mm. That's interesting. That's a different perspective I've never thought of before. That's actually true, especially if you take out the Murray, like yeah. Allura Cruz.
0: Ooh, yeah. that's Allura
1: kind of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds quite suggestive. Yeah, because it so... is. I mean, Allura—that's built in, kind of. It's seduction.
1: It is, for sure, because she's alluring, you know? Yeah.
0: Did your mom look at you on the day you were born, and she was just like, that's
1: a sexy baby. I'm going to have to ask her. You should. Like, me coming out of the womb, I was just oozing sex appeal. Be like,
0: damn, this baby's juicy. Again, this podcast is not affiliated with any of our employers, any of our families. <laughs> it does not represent our true thoughts or feelings about anything. <laughs> Jade, what would be your closing <laughs> Well, God, now that you say that, Jade is a porn name, too. Yeah. Because I think it's like 15th century or so, Jade uh, was a word for horse, and then that linguistically transitioned into whore naturally (laughs) yeah it's all the same so i guess we'll do it um so for a certain period of time to call someone a jade was to call them a prostitute and if you notice if you've watched movies from china all the characters named jade are like uh seductive assassins it's like the you know the killer pussy essentially So, I feel like we had careers built in from the oh, jump, okay. and we just weren't paying attention. Yeah. I would have to change my last name, though.
1: What would it be? Um, Killer Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be upfront about it. It's, now, it's, well well, be it's, not. it's perfect.
0: It's gotta be classy. What are all those uh, internet things sounds so old orange those <laughs> internet think of my moms but you know when they have you put in like the name of your first pet and the street you grew up on oh, yeah, like, yeah
1: and it does like a generated like name for you yeah
0: let's see how to oh, find porn name <clears throat> okay take your middle name and the name of your first pet. Whoa, all kinds of weird stuff comes out. (laughs) Um, Ew, that's going to be gross. Okay. So My middle name, I'm not going to say it because I don't want people to know it because it's the most hideous name ever in the English language. I know what it is. Never say it. (laughs) It's like Voldemort. You just can't say it. And then the name of your first pet. So my name would be Jade Mittens. Yeah, that's some probably like weird hand thing that you would do in porn. Real. The last thing you ate and the color of your socks. Grapes nude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another one is your mother's maiden name. Oh, I don't need these advertisements. Your mother's maiden name and the name of your first stuffed animal. Um, no, that's not good. Your favorite herb or spice plus the street you work on.
1: <laughs>
0: these are such weird combos. Paprika Barnard. <laughs> Ooh, that was fancy. Um, well, these some of these are weird. Like, who has a favorite pattern? The color of your childhood bedroom and the brand of your underwear. Olora's done
1: with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already have our porn names. They're built in. Yeah, they're built in. That's what we were supposed to do, what we were made to do.
0: Ah, Best. big dreams, big hopes. How do you feel when really pretty actresses make themselves ugly to win Oscars? Um, Courageous. Courageous?
1: Why? Yeah, because I feel like it's hard <laughs> like that's hard to see like to deliberately make yourself look like that way mm-hmm. you know i think what was it? it was like she's the man like amanda Bynes, and mm-hmm. she's like have you seen that movie
0: no let me look at it up.
1: channing tatum love that movie mm-hmm. movie so much but that's like attributed to like a lot of her like insecurities now it's like She was, like, looking at herself all the time in, like, character, and that, like, messed with her psyche.
0: Oh, she looks like a
1: chubby little British boy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) actually, quite a cute transition, I think. But, yeah, she does look very uh, unsexual, the way they made her
1: So she was just, like, I think I read an interview or something where she was just like, yeah, that movie fucked me up. Because I was seeing myself in this way you know even though she knows she doesn't look like that normally
0: that's kind of sad because actresses have to focus so much on making themselves look beautiful to a heterosexual male gaze and be sexual so if at any point they're not and that's documented on film it fucks their head up
1: yeah and then even just like having it open to like the audience and then their, like, critiques and, like, what they're, like, saying about it, too, adds on to it. So it's definitely, I think, hard on the mental, for sure.
0: I am just amazed. I I rarely look at comments on Instagram, but uh, recently I just caught a few, and I'm just amazed by how stupid (laughs) people are, how uninformed, and just how mean they are. So I can't imagine... Being famous, I, I was always obsessed growing up with being part of the movie industry, not as an actress because I knew that so I am like way too weird to be in front of any camera. But I just being part of that industry, being open to constant criticism would be terrible. Have you seen um, Emma Stone in this Poor Things movie? I haven't. Here, let me share my screen with you, real quick. Um, so, oh wow, this is what kind are you of about. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Poor people? I don't don't know. I really didn't do too much research about it. But it's funny because people talk about her transformation. But it's just that she has dark hair and thicker eyebrows. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's a thing. And then Bradley Cooper in Maestro has a prosthetic nose, I believe. Do you find Bradley Cooper attractive? Um, yeah. Why did you say that so doubtfully? <laughs> did he do something to you? Did he hurt you?
1: No. Hmm. No, I um literally just watched A Star is Born, and so um. I was just, like, sobbing, and I was just like, oh, they were so beautiful. And then he was, like, singing, and it was, like, a whole thing. But I think normally, no, but, like, in that movie, yes.
0: Mm, So you're feeling emotional about him? For sure. I feel emotional about him because of Silver Linings Playbook when he is completely off the mental Mm -hmm. health train. And so I identified with that. Um, But anyway, he... What I'm saying is mental illness that looks like mine turns me on. Right. Now, I feel like when I look at Bradley Cooper, I feel like he looks like he has a problem. But um, anyway, it's interesting to see these conventionally attractive people or people who are famous because of how they look ugly themselves up. So what would you say is the ugliest thing about yourself, Laura? <laughs> Boom. There are none. The rest of the episode is about Jade listing off 93 things about herself. <laughs> Because Um, now, now you know, there's like, even the things that we think are weird or ugly about ourselves, you can become rich off of OnlyFans. I know. I was watching 90 Day Fiance and this lady wanted to send her fiance in Jamaica more money to buy Mm -hmm. land. They were going to build a bed and breakfast or something. So how she made money during the pandemic was she opened up OnlyFans where she was like sitting on cakes and balloons and stuff. And she wasn't conventionally attractive, but she was making big money off of, like, oh, there's some icing in my Gucci. You know, like, I was like, dang. Oh, my God.
1: Missed opportunity. That's what I have been just kind of upset about myself about, is just, like, why didn't you hop on that train? You could be making millions. I think Mm -hmm. I want to maybe explore just, like, Being mean to men, I feel like some people are into that.
0: You would be great at that. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made there, I think.
1: Like me just degrading them or just making, like roasting them for the life choices they've made. Mm -hmm. And their overall personality, I feel like I would really make a lot of money from that.
0: I kind of feel like we're at a transitional period where men who've grown up with Women taking care of men their whole lives and now are at a point where men are expected to contribute equally or if not shift that binary, so it's an interesting time to take advantage of men's insecurities and totally. you know masochistic desires, yeah, so being mean might be an ugly thing that can make you a lot of money for sure, mm.
1: She's a mean-spirited person naturally. I and like so to it. Capitalize on that.
0: I think. Yeah. Great. I think you should. What's with all this kindness and love rhetoric? After I all, don't know. It's not for where me. has it gotten us? Look at the world. <laughs> Good times. <clears throat> you know, yesterday I went to the. I went to Little Saigon for the Lunar New Year flower market mm-hmm. and. To get my daughter's new Ao Yai for the New Year's and stuff, and like the treats and everything. And more than ever, I saw lots of white husbands with Vietnamese wives.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, a lot of them were doing pretty good. You know, they're, you know, like their, mine included, was like <laughs> down to eat the food and listen to the music and wave the flags <laughs> and carry all the bags of decorations and stuff but there was one guy at the end that I saw and he had the two poor little mixed race children, just a little made <laughs> in Aurora, towed toted along. And he was like yelling to the point where he looked like he was going to cry. He's like, I don't know where that is. I can't read the signs. I don't know where I should go. So I really think he'd be a great customer for your mean girls. fetish. Oh my
1: gosh. That is so funny. I love that.
0: Yeah. We like to make them feel disoriented and punished. I have lots of ugly traits. I don't think any of them are marketable. (laughs) I mean, I don't think anybody's going to log in, man or woman, to be like to listen to me go, are you mad at me? Can I do something for you? Do you like me? Or like, oh, what is it? That's my everyday self. Yeah. Um, so you're going to make a lot of money off of that, but I was interested in maybe some blunders you've made with spending money because there's so many movies that just tank. I think especially since COVID, they release these movies now and people don't want to go to the theater as much. So they just lose all of this money. It's just an egregious waste of funds. So what is the worst misuse of money? that you've ever committed, like what still makes you uncomfortable today that you spent money on that?
1: Um, I don't know. I cause I don't really make a lot of big purchases, but I did have a big shopping problem like a couple years ago. I'm like a recovering shopaholic for sure. Um for I think it was for anything. Really. (laughs) Like I would go to like, my favorite boutique, like, literally every day or every other day, and buy, like, at least one thing every single time. So I was literally buying things every single day. Wow. That I didn't need, um, obviously. Because uh, I was just, like, fresh out of high school. I was having – I was, like, an, an assistant, so I was, like, making good money for how old I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I got, like, my first paycheck, and I think it was, like, $800, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I am (laughs) living the high life, like, this is, Mm -hmm. I have money pouring out of my ears, and so I did that for, like, probably, like, a year, two years, just spending money every single day, and I think about that all the time, I'm just like, I could use that money right now, like... (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to buy my essentials like
0: (laughs) you still have the stuff that you bought back then
1: um probably it like probably some of the things that I still own and wear and things but it's I don't even know what I bought to be honest
0: Mm. it was just like the dopamine hit of buying something
1: quite literally yeah Yeah, that's a
0: like super capitalist thing that we have of the retail therapy. Like, we're trained to feel good when we buy stuff. That's hard too, especially with having kids. It's hard, um, to not, especially growing up. I mean, I had toys and stuff, but my dad probably spoiled me with toys to compensate with what I didn't have at the other house, but um. Even though I had that stuff, I still feel like there was a lot of things that I didn't have access to. Oh, yeah. So I tend to overcompensate for my kids and I probably buy them too much. And I don't want them to inherit that practice of, uh, you know, just buying everything they see and not being able to budget. So the kids are, are my one weakness. Uh, and I also like to play with their toys. <laughs> <laughs> the other night at the school, they were giving away like free little toys to the kids. It was just like a toy and uniform exchange. And so I told my kids, like, you can pick out two little things and then we'll share with the the rest of the kids. And I saw a little Pua figurine. <laughs> and I collect pigs i I'm of the, the I just like surreptitiously put my hand in the box and was like, yoink, and put it in my pocket real stealthy. Yeah. So I have a lot of skills. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty good. Yeah. I like you. I I don't um, make big purchases. I was always really good at saving money until I got into the PhD program and I was so depressed and lonely. (laughs) That I realized, I think that's like when Yelp got big too. And then I realized, oh, I could just Yelp restaurants and find places where I can go eat and I don't have to eat my own food. And so that started a many years long train of spending money on food. And it feels okay because it's food. Like I'm just yeah, feeding myself. feeding
1: sustaining yourself for sure.
0: Yeah, but that shit is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not sustainable. Also, one time I went to this place to get, um, I think around when I turned 30, I started getting acne all of a sudden because, Mm -hmm. again, depression. And so I went to this place and they did my skin really nice. And then I realized how nice my skin could look, but also that I could never afford that treatment Mm -hmm. again. So now I have this idea in my head that I'm always falling short. So that was a good use of money. (laughs) um so i've i've been watching these award shows again and it's all been very stupid and wasteful and Ooh. ridiculous especially okay. with everything going on in the world it almost feels insulting mm-hmm. but i was having to see that beef won a bunch of awards yes we love that show for asian american anger and violence Mhm. So how does equality feel, Laura? Has your life completely changed and- since <laughs>
1: out Is everything better now? Um sure. Actually, like my cousin had like called me and she was just like, "Oh my god, we just finished watching Beef." Mm-hmm. And we like had this whole conversation. She was just like, "I never got it, but I got it now. Like that's you." And I was just like, "I know." Like Yeah. <laughs> i do feel seen for sure like i think when we were watching it i was like texting you Mm -hmm, about like like, wow like they are so like unreasonably angry Mm -hmm. and i completely understand it like because that's me and like Mm -hmm. the humor in it that like wasn't necessarily funny for maybe others (laughs) Was hilarious. Like that first episode when he tries to kill himself with the grills, like Mm -hmm. that was literally the funniest thing in the world to me. And it's a true
0: story, too. The show creator did try to kill himself with hibachi grills, which I, when I was watching it, I was like, that's genius. Where do I get a hibachi grill? I don't, where do I get 10 of them?
1: Oh my god, it was so funny, and then even with her- I don't know, even know what to call it, like, her childhood, like, monster? Oh. hmm I mean, that was supposed to be serious, or whatever. I found it hilarious, like- <laughs> Yeah, that one is. Uh, I feel like
0: beef is a good barometer of who you can be friends with, like, like sure. depending on their level of understanding. Because a lot of people just did not get it at all. But a lot of a lot of Asian American women I know were like, "Oh, yeah,
1: daily." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Give me a gun." Yeah, literally, it was. I definitely felt seen in that
0: and Mm -hmm. so
1: that was nice and to have it be you know recognized as well was cool yeah there's kind of a funny thing
0: with shows like that winning awards because on the one hand it does feel validating to have them be recognized for representing that but on the other hand it's (laughs) like are they giving her an award because it seems like such a leap for her to act that crazy because to me it's a documentary
1: right (laughs)
0: So, I don't know.
1: It's real life like. Yeah.
0: But, and I also hate how people kind of co-opt all these wins and are like, "Oh my god, Asian American representation, we fixed all of these hundreds of years of racism and oppression and everything's fine now, right?" Michelle Yeoh is not <laughs> even from here, you know. No, no. Not really Asian American. But, um, yeah, I mentioned uh, kind of passive-aggressively in a work meeting the other day that Asian Americans continued to be uh, discriminated against and killed and, you know, victims of acts of violence. Mm-hmm. And the room, got visibly tense. They were like, Ugh. everybody's whole yeah. clenched. Naturally. It's my job. Um, so on the Emmys show, I think one thing that people liked about that is that um, they had these reunions of all these old shows. Like, uh, Martin, I was super excited to see. That was, like, their token Black show. Um, but they had Ally McBeal and Cheers. Like, all of these very famous shows. They got the whole cast together, and they did, like, a dumb little skit, and everybody went, ah! <laughs> But what show would you most want to see a reunion of?
1: Um, I would love... I'm watching New Girl again for the 15th time.
0: Mhm.
1: And I love it so much. I would love a reunion there. Um, I would love a Game of Thrones reunion because
0: Oh my gosh. It's
1: so good. We also need like a revised final season. Cuz I just recently rewatched Game of Thrones as well mm-hmm. and I got upset again. The whole Daenerys thing just everything like all the character development that like happened the first six seasons just went to shit in the last two you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of it all the storylines all like the timelines like the just the pacing of the show in the last season Mm -hmm. was yeah crazy and then like They could have had a whole half season or a full season of just them fighting the White Walkers. Mm -hmm. They were the main antagonists of the show the entire time. And for them to be defeated in one episode that was in complete blackness is bullshit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that was lame because that's not how war works.
1: Yeah, so I got remad about it and I want more. I want an apology. I want a remake.
0: <laughs> the hardest thing for me was watching Daenerys grow into this liberator of enslaved and oppressed peoples and then to let her emotions get the best of her and just wreak havoc and kill tons of innocent people. I think that makes me uncomfortable because it's too real. Like we see yeah. we see that happen all the time. I just wanted to have a hero.
1: Yeah. And then, like, I was also watching it, and I was just like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, I can see why they would follow this, mm-hmm. but they could have done something better.
0: Look at us with all of our hot takes on Game of Thrones that ended, like, <laughs> 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> I will never be over it. That's one thing. I don't really get over things. I <laughs> quality. I just lock them away until someone mentions yeah. something, and then they go on a hole.
0: <laughs> you gotta let them bubble up, and then you got to go to In and Out with Tuba. And
1: literally, In-N-Out. that's how she operates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no show. I feel like a lot of the shows that were nostalgic for me were cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, so what oh, I learned to
1: have a reunion of just like cartoon characters.
0: Oh my gosh. And if I could be animated in it and just Literally. not to participate, but just to observe, which I guess defeats the point of me being animated. But, you know, I don't really want to be involved. I just want to watch. But I really right. like, this is going to show how old I am, but um, the TGIF shows like Boy Meets World and Step by Step. Uh, Family Matters. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Would love to see a little Urkel up there. Um, What other shows? Oh, like uh, 90210. I used to watch that with my mom. And Melrose Place. Why was I watching such sexual shows with my mom? At a very young age. I don't know, but those really left an impression on me. I was really raw-dogging the TV. Oh we go.
1: I'm literally to this day so surprised because I thought you were going to be on my side about that.
0: No, it was just that your text took me by surprise. (laughs) Like, I'm saying raw dog at work. Why is everybody so freaked out? And I was like, you're saying what? See those your coworkers, I'm just picturing some of your coworkers that I know and watching that <laughs> as you're like, yeah, so I'm really gonna raw dog this Asian American project we've got going on. <laughs>
1: like, oh, so graphic, but then like the funniest thing was like Tuba, she agreed with me.
0: Tuba's a nest. And I was just three. like,
1: we must be living in an alternate reality for Jin yeah. to not agree with me on this topic, and for Tuba too. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like a bizarro world. We usually
0: very bizarre. Our, we stick to our roles pretty well, but not Raw Dog will divide people. That's what my <laughs> grandma always said. So uh, Game of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones is big for both of us. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the top three shows or movies that really made who you are or influence you represent you in some way. Like if you could choose a top three.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so hard. Um,
0: That's what she said.
1: Well, the most recent one that I feel like, I don't know, it's, I've just become obsessed with it and we finished all of it. Like even the spinoffs, the cartoon, but the boys, I just feel like mm. I was their target audience for that. <laughs> like about <laughs> wow, violence. So all cool. the violence, all the gore, all the dicks, all the corruption, <laughs> all the narcissism, like it was made for me. And I just love it so much. Like Homelander, like you hate him, but I miss him. Like I know <laughs> that his character would tickle you. Like every
0: time he does that creepy look. And everyone. His
1: facial expressions and just like his mannerisms are literally like so funny. That's I- genius
0: it. because like he smiles, but you can see in his eyes that he's fucking losing it.
1: Like, he's oh, so good. I was just like, I identify with this person and it's so terrible that I'm doing that. Um, but I see I- him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that there's an Asian girl that never talks in the show, but you identify with Homelander. <laughs>
1: Like, yes, I am the white superhero, the man who will kill you. <laughs> He's everything I wanted to be and more, to be honest. Um, oh, all of us. This is America. Yeah, so in, like, every single character I'm, like, I love <laughs> for their own reasons. I had, like, a weird sexual awakening, like, on one of the episodes because oh. I was just, like, hmm. There was this one scene where it was, I think it was in the second season but, like, there was this one bad, um, uh, women superhero, and then all the other, like, women were just beating the shit out of her, and I was just oh, like, yeah. I, like, turned on by this right now? Like, I was so oh. confused, and I was
0: just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. I hope you bring that up with your therapist because she's going to be like, ka I totally know the scene you're talking about, too, which, hmm, maybe another thing we have in common, Allura. Hey, you too? Yeah. yeah, that was kind of, um, yeah,
1: it set the nervous system thrumming in a different way. <laughs> and i was watching it with my roommate and i was just like oh, please allure just like don't react to anything just like keep a straight face like act like nothing's going on and it
0: was but you were watching it intently to save it I was. I was just
1: like, what is happening to me right now like i'm I can't take my eyes off it like,
0: it's... <laughs> your roommate's like why have you covered your lap in blankets allure
1: I was like, it's oh. like, really hot in here. Like, I'm getting flustered. <laughs> Don't look at me. That's funny. Yeah. But just, like, the fucked up humor and, mm-hmm. like, all of that. I love it so much. Well, that's been our podcast for today. <laughs> but I'm, like, a series, like, repeater. Like, I literally just rewatch the same shows for the most part. I, over and over again.
0: I read something recently that that is something trauma survivors have in common
1: cool sorry because like for me like it's really hard it like it takes a lot of mental energy to like start a new show and like get to know different characters that like when i could just go back to like what i know and you know i
0: get extremely anxious not knowing what's gonna happen next yeah so i am the same i've oh, it's kind of nauseating how often I've watched shows like From the Office and Parks and Rec Mm -hmm. and Superstore, these kind of comedies. Like, they're formulaic in their structure, but the humor suits me very well. So I'll watch those just as comfort. I'll have them on in the background if I feel lonely like or if the noise in my head is too loud and I need background noise to balance it out. Those ones... um, I often do now, like, the 90 Day Fiance shows. I'll just have those on in the background, too, because it's almost like I know the people so well, especially mm-hmm. when they occur across multiple seasons, that it's very comforting. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting when I read that. But it makes a lot of sense. Like if It you, does make sense. Yeah. If you've had an unpredictable childhood, you just want to see the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. I have, uh, when I was little, I used to watch the movie E.T. over
1: and mm-hmm. over again. I loved E.T. growing up.
0: Yeah, I think we identify with that little alien quite a bit. Feeling out of place, no home to go to. Yeah. Just want a little boy to take you in. Little boys. Cover you Do in stuffy stuff. In. Yeah. Drink a little beer in the middle of the day. Still be cute. This is all we want. Which movie character would you most want to be friends with? Ooh, besides Homelander, let's get away from that. I know you're thinking about him.
1: I was thinking about him because like honestly like if you're friends with him, actually you can't be friends with him. He'll turn on you for sure. Um, do you have him on your wall yet?
0: I see you have new girl up there.
1: No. I will have to add things because it needs to be accurate. But, yeah, I would love to be friends with Homelander if I could. Oh, my God.
0: I just got an idea for your birthday present.
1: Please keep talking while I take a note. Those were going to be good. Um, I would love to be friends with Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God. You know, You're I just feel... a villain lover. I am. I've always identified with the villains because their story just makes sense to me. Like I don't get heroes to be honest. I'm just like really, you're just taking shit day in and day out. Nothing's like you know you get you know gratification from that. That's crazy. I love they, that for you. It'll never be me.
0: They're a little too good. It's kind of it annoying. Is. It's like rubbing it's
1: unrealistic. The-, the villains though, they've had fucked up childhoods, or they've just seen too much shit, and then they're just like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm -hmm. i'm going this way and i'm just like yeah i get that go ahead
0: yeah because there is a fantasy where you just want to indulge all of the negative stuff that you've had to swallow over the years
1: yeah you get it
0: it's it would be much easier to be a bad person
1: for sure it takes so much mental energy and restraint to be a good person And this will be filed under
0: Evidence Section A.25 (laughs) in (laughs) the (laughs) case (laughs) against (laughs) Laura Murray Cruz.
1: She admitted it, Your Honor. Yeah. Have you seen those? um, (laughs) There's like this list of things and it's just like if Gen Z were lawyers in like the courtroom and it's literally so funny i think cindy sent it to me a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. but the lingo is like literally what i say on a daily basis It was like i have receipts your honor
0: oh that's true yeah
1: and i was like yeah that would be me it I says a lot it. about
0: the world you've grown up in yes yeah. as a lawyer always ready to argue
1: Mm -hmm. I'd be like that's he's lying but it's fine go ahead (laughs) talk your truth I guess I don't know if there's a
0: character I'd really want to be friends with because I feel like all the ones that I like would reject me oh why So I wouldn't even try because look at me
1: (laughs) I wanted to be friends
0: the moment I met you well because you just illustrated you have a lot of things wrong with you You want to be the villain, and that's why you like me.
1: So, I'm the villain. Do you want to to be friends with heroes?
0: No, let's see, they don't, they wouldn't. Oh, do you know what happened? Speaking of rejection, this is another thing I hate. Okay, this has happened to me so many times in my life, too, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm the one constant, so clearly it's something wrong with me but so, I get an invitation from some people that I know casually mm-hmm. uh and they invited me to go to this event and um. So I was very hesitant and I told my husband, I was like, uh, oh, I don't really want to go. Like, I'm not going to fit in with these people. The things that I talk about, other people don't want to talk about or they don't think it's funny. They think it's weird. So I'm just going to make everyone uncomfortable. So I'm going to stay out of it. You know, typical me thinking, I think by showing up somewhere, I'm making everything worse. Great idea to become a teacher. So anyway, he convinces me through his toxic positivity that I should try something new, try to make more friends, and just to give myself credit that I'm worthy of being in a friendship. <laughs> so I go, and guess what happens? <coughs> what happens? <laughs> None of them showed up. And it's not the first time that's happened to me. Of what? like Being ghosted <laughs> or and I, I immediately go to, oh, maybe they did this on purpose. Maybe it's like a mean girls thing. Because that stuff's happened to me before too. Like girls teaming up to play jokes on me. I really think I give off a vibe that invites people to shit on me. <laughs> Which is partly my fault because I need to work on those things and putting off a stronger aura or whatever the fucking himalayan sea salt says but
1: they ghosted you no one showed up yeah
0: but guess what i made some well i didn't make friends with but i talked to strangers and Mm -hmm. um being the teacher that i am i facilitated conversation between strangers to get them talking to each other and not once did they ask me a question in return Mm -hmm. so I feel like I was reminded of my place in the world. <laughs> so anyway, I no movie character would have me. Okay. Except maybe Sadness from Inside Out. Oh, she, I could see that pairing
1: for sure. Yeah, she's a real sister. I feel like you two would be best of friends, and you would bring each other happiness.
0: Before we kill no. ourselves? Um, have we ever watched a show or a movie together? I don't think so. Is it because you secretly hate me, but not so secretly? Oh, okay. I knew it. That's the exact reason. So when you go to the movies or watch a show with your real friends, Mm -hmm. is there anything that they do that annoys you? And this is kind of a PSA, so that any of your friends who are listening know what to avoid to do to release your inner Homelander.
1: Um, I don't think my friends do this, but, like, you know those people who clap after the movie ends, people do that, yeah, people do that, or like there was I don't know which movie theater it is, but they have like their like movie theater intro, and like there's like music, and then like people like clap, mhm, and that like they participate in like that drives me nuts. Are also, you clap the- t- when like the airplane lands, it's like the same energy, I hate it. Wait,
0: what? Are you going to movie theaters of like for white people in the 1950s? Who's
1: doing? I guess so. I guess that's where I'm going because I remember like we would always go see movies. Like in my childhood, we would do like National Treasure or Pirates of the Caribbean, like you know, like those big blockbuster movies. Mm -hmm. And we would always go to this one theater every single time, clapping. And even as a kid, I was just like. You guys are pissing me off. This is the most annoying shit ever.
0: <laughs> oh, that's weird.
1: And I would get so irritated. Because I was always, already like such a grandma when I was a baby.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the little things just irritated me. That's what really pisses me off. Oh, also just like if you're in a theater and like you're on your phone and it's like pitch black and you can see the blue light. like
0: uh-huh.
1: Come yeah. on, guys.
0: I hate that. I've been in movies where people have had their phone on, the screen on, for like 30 minutes or yes. more.
1: Like, and why are
0: you here? I'm mad because when I yell at them, they look at me like I'm the bad guy. Like, yeah. you broke the social contract, bro. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, if you want to be on your phone, watch the movie at home. Like, you can do that now. Literally. And then forget the talkers because I always yell at the talkers and there was like, oh, what a bitch. I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. I just paid $43 to watch this movie and you're talking about your fucking stupid shit. Yeah. Somebody like wrote this movie for us to enjoy and you're talking about dumb shit. Okay. So I think there's something annoying that I do. Okay. So, you know, earlier when I was complaining about slow walkers. Mm -hmm. I'm usually in the hurry to like get everywhere and do everything fast. But something that I do that makes my husband that anxious is that I will wait till the end of the credits. Yeah. Because I feel like so many people work hard on a movie. I at least want to look at their names roll fast really quickly. Just, you know, and sometimes there's a thing at the end of the credits and I don't want to miss any part of that. And that drives him crazy, because he's like, why are we sitting here? Why do you need to see all these names? And then so I feel dumb, but that's what I do. That's so nice, Jade. Is it? Yeah. I think it's just like an OCD thing.
1: Probably, for sure. Something I, that I do no. that I, and this is mostly like if I'm, like, at home watching a movie or a show. Like, if I'm laying down or if I'm, like, really comfortable, I'll fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Even if I wasn't tired. And, like, people get so upset, obviously, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, I can't help it. Like, I will nod off. Like, so that's a bad habit of mine.
0: Okay, so tell me what if you, you have something similar to me. Okay, so if I'm laying on the couch and there's a blanket on top of me, I will fall asleep no matter what. But why is it that when I go to bed and I put a blanket on top of me, I can't sleep?
1: Yeah, that is,
0: yeah. See, I think this is why movies and TV are important to me because it's the sound of the story that mm-hmm. helps me to relax. If I'm just right. laying down and I hear my own thoughts, that's like my own personal health. Clearly. So I'm addicted to Hollywood, even though I see that it's silly. So mm-hmm. it's really like a love-hate relationship. It is, for sure. You know, something that my husband does that he grew up doing with his family is that when they watch a show, they'll pause it to talk about it. Come on, man.
1: What? Come on. That deeply upsets me. So
0: much talking.
1: They pause it? Like, how often?
0: Every five to seven minutes, perhaps. Depending on the show, but for me, of someone who grew up around people who would avoid talking to each other, this is. A still a uh, challenging process.
1: Assimilation's That's really hard. Right. That's crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Right. That's some white people shit for sure.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna play that part of the episode just for now. So I really think that you should be famous because you're one of my personal heroes. Did you know that? No, but thank you. You are mine. Oh, boy. um, Me and Homelander <laughs> and Scar. One of the things I really like hearing is when famous people have riders that are very ridiculous. What do you mean? You know what a, a rider is? No. It's like when they go to a place, to an event, especially for musicians, if they're on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to come up with a rider, which is essentially a list of things that they demand. Oh, a list of demands. Oh, well, you know, I think I found this list of them and I was going to include it in our outline, but I didn't. Sorry. It's okay. Um, so some of them are silly. Okay, so this one says, like, for Adele, she asks for a pack of Marl- Marlboro lights. Marlboro. Marble. Oh wow! Okay. Um. So that's kind of very specific. Um. Oh, Justin Bieber, a massage table, and a mm. private jet on standby. Wow. Beyonce will not have any Coca Cola products. She wants baked chicken legs and wings, and she hey. needs the temperature to be set at seventy eight degrees.
1: Seventy eight is hot.
0: That is pretty hot. I guess she doesn't wear a lot of clothes, though, when she's performing. Hmm. Um, Christina Aguilera requests no traffic on the way to the event. (laughs) Um, Drake prefers Cavalier. Patron. Heineken. Taylor Swift. One grande iced caramel latte with two sweet and lows. The whitest person on earth. Um... Oh, Selena Gomez asked that no one on the crew could go by the name Justin and ooh. had to choose different monikers. She also likes chicken pot pie and pickle to be. Wow. Okay. Rihanna wants one large fur rug, preferably animal printed. Ooh, she's a mob wife for her to walk on barefoot in her room.
1: Wow. These are so fun.
0: Yes. Justin Timber, like, requires that someone disinfect the doorknobs prior to his arrival. Yeah, so...
1: (sighs) If Perry wants dried apples... I
0: don't know, some people's stuff is kind of This is how
1: other people are living, and it's so crazy.
0: Yes. Mariah Carey requests Bendy Straws to drink her champagne. Mm. And she needs a person in charge of throwing away her gum. Meat pies... Okay. Right. Anyway, those are just some examples of writers. Hmm.
1: Wow. The possibilities so, are endless, obviously, since these are the list of demands that are regular to people. Yeah. You can go big here. I, mean, I know. You're Honestly, a she's a simple girly. I would just require my Matua wine there, mm-hmm. salt and pepper chicken wings, a buttload of fries. Mm. You know? What's your favorite fry? That's so hard. I am a jack-in-the-box girly through and through. I love regular and curly. Oh. I will have a McDonald's fry, but they have to be fresh if I'm eating them. They're soggy otherwise? Yeah. And, yeah. She likes fries. She likes chicken. She likes wine. I would have, like, Sweats, you know, like a sweatsuit ready, with like slides, mm. for me to change into. That's your go-to comfortable outfit, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Creature. What would yours be? I'm very interested. What your list of demands would be? <laughs> a therapist on call. Yeah. There.
0: Someone to pretend to be my best friend and tell me mm. that I'm a good person. People like me. That's the hardest job of all. Um, raisinettes. <laughs> mm. No, what do I really like? All mm. oh, my joy has whittled away so much. You know, now that you said wings, I'm really thinking about wings. Mm-hmm. I really like the lemon pepper wings, though. Ooh, those are delicious. Yeah. And then the regular buffalo ones are good, too. I, I really like anything I can eat with my hands, pretty much. Yeah. And I love dip. I think it's just the motion of dipping that's very satisfying. So whatever kind of dip with... Ugh, if I didn't have to worry about my weight, I would just eat chips all day long. So okay. uh,
1: assortment of chips. I just got, I went to Trader Joe's this week, so she's fully Mm -hmm. stocked. But I got the olive oil, like, kettle chips, and then they have this, Mm -hmm. like, spicy hummus. Mm -hmm. And I was just dipping that. I literally finished, like, a whole thing of hummus in, like, one sitting with the whole thing of Their spicy hummus is so good. It's delicious. And I was just like, wow, this is my life that I get to live, is just eating hummus
0: and potato chips. Wow, we should get a sponsor from Trader Joe's start making money off this bitch. Literally. Um, you know what's fun, too, is seize candies.
1: Even mm. the
0: grosser ones, it's just nice to pick it out of this box that somebody packed for you. It just feels very fancy. Yeah,
1: I always think of Matilda, you know, when Miss um, mm-hmm. Crunchbowl is, like, in her, like, thing, and she has a chocolate box, and she's, like, mm-hmm. much too good for children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I-, <laughs> I love Miss Crunchbull. She is so funny to me. <laughs>
0: Again, the melon. You know, actually, when we go to Seize Candies now, we get the box and then we get the kids the chocolate, the milk chocolate thing because so, that's separate. You know, you don't want the kids messing up with all the good stuff.
1: It's much too good for children.
0: Too good. It's I really like I don't cheesecake. appreciate it. Cheesecake, I would have a cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is really just like a gluttonous rider. I just want all sure. of this junk food and I want quiet. hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I want
0: clothes that make me not feel how fat I'm getting as I yeah need. yep oh when I went to buy Aoyais yesterday the woman was really nice she made me feel really comfortable about being mixed and she didn't criticize me and she actually complimented my kids because they understand Vietnamese and she was saying that her half white kids don't understand it mm-hmm. so she was very nice because uh, I'm always worried that people are going to be racist toward me because usually my own people aren't the most racist mm-hmm. And then she said, why don't you get yourself an I.I. too? And I was like, oh, it's been so long. You know, I just usually get it for the kids. I don't need anything. She's like, let me just show you a few. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, oh, you wear a medium in American sizes? That'll probably be about a 5XL in Vietnamese sizes." <laughs> and I was like, damn. And she's like, you know, the boobs and the, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, we don't have that in Vietnam. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, don't worry about it. And she was really nice, but I'm just like, that is hurtful. That was really hurtful, especially since
1: you didn't want it. Yeah. Turns out I can fit into a 3XL, though, so. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Take that, Mininity. There we go. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so clothes that don't make me feel like I did putting on a 3XL would be great. That's a good one. I think we're going to be great celebrities. I think we're going to take Hollywood by storm.
1: I think so, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think they're ready for it. I'm ready for it, though.
0: Yeah. Are there any other food or snack recommendations you have for our beloved listeners if they choose to tune in for the six hours of the Oscars?
1: (laughs) On March 10th, by the way. Oh, on March 10th. Yeah. Don't miss it. Oh, my gosh. I pickled onions for the first time the other day, and I made the best chicken shawarma wraps ever.
0: Allura, look, you've... Already confessed. We've never watched a movie or a show together. You've never cooked for me. I'm beginning to feel like this is all a sham. This is all part of a Mean Girls thing where you're going to invite me to something and you're not going to show up.
1: I will always show up
0: for you. Hurtful. Okay, so you pickle onions, which is disgusting. Shawarma. So
1: good though. They were so good, and I had like leftover like cilantro, like lime um sauce that I made for another dinner. And so I like drizzled that on top and it was divine. So good.
0: That sounds really good. There's um I love Mediterranean food. Yeah. Me which is something you should remember. Um <laughs> there's actually a Mediterranean place here in Long Beach where the chef is I think she's like Palestinian and Syrian. She just mm-hmm. got nominated for, a, like, Best Chefs in California Award. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. So we'll next time we're in Long Beach. I think it's called, like, Amatolia. I want
1: to go okay. there. Noted. That sounds like such a fun time. It looks delicious.
0: Okay. Well, if anyone tunes into the Oscars, I suggest bringing tissues, not mm-hmm. for masturbating, for crying.
1: Right. And um, Raisinets. next. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. It's our first episode of the first season or second season. We're on our second season. Oh Woo-hoo. my gosh.
0: We're making it. We're doing it.
1: Yeah. We're doing that. Um, mm. Yeah. Do all the things until next time. Make a choices. Love you all. Happy new year. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.